Welcome to The Overflow, produced by Ryko Theatricals, a show by artists for artists. Together, we draw directly from the weeds of wellness culture, tackling topics of discussion from the intersection of mind-body connection, cultural humility, and social media's presence in all of that. Our show airs every Wednesday at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern on our social media, at Ryko Theatricals. Now please welcome our hosts, Jen Oliveris and James Roberts IV. Hey, hey, everybody. What's up? Hi. Welcome to The Overflow. I'm Jen Oliveris. And I am James Roberts IV. We're so glad to have you here today. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Super, super happy. We are two hosts in the same time zone as of now. What do you know? Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that coming in at 1 p.m. for you. Um, really, really, really happy to be here, like, as always, but even in, in a more, like, you know, if this is a wellness podcast, I feel more grounded in that way that, you know, is truthfully more chaotic, but people who love New York feel more grounded. So, yes. Cats yes. out of the bag, move back to New York City. Here I am. Awesome. Yeah. If you're new around here without any type of, you know, past reference to what we do, we check in with like a mindfulness moment and a movement moment just to get get our bodies and our hearts aligned. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, my nails match my whole life. I was about to comment because they're fierce. I love them. Thank you. Here's some alt text for um, our podcast listeners. I have long oval shaped nails in lavender, teal, green, and blue, and they match my purple, blue, and lime green flannel that I'm wearing. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're really aligned. But uh, let's get into a grounded moment. I think that's going to be James's wheelhouse today. Yes, I will go ahead and get us going there. So, all right, everyone. So wherever you happen to be, find some connection with the earth below you, whether that's with your feet, your seat, whether it's through the vessel of a chair or some other object that may be supporting you. We just find that connection to the foundation, to the support that we receive from below. And take a few few moments to just observe your breath and how it's moving through today. No need to make any changes at this point. Just observe how it's moving. Notice the depth. Notice the rhythm, notice the length, notice the overall quality of it. And after a few rounds, maybe you start to find a bit more length in each phase of the breath, maybe lengthening those inhales, maybe finding a fuller exhale. 
you want to find a slight pause at the top or and or bottom of your exhale, you can do that as well. But just letting you feel it out for these next few rounds on your own. Seeing what's feeling good today. But the overall goal here is to just stretch out that breathing process a little bit. And hopefully by stretching out the process of breathing, the process of just staying in these moments, we can also maybe lengthen the time between impulses and responses rather than just reacting, those types of things. But right now, we're just focusing on the breath. We'll do just a few rounds now to close things out where we will retain some breath at the top. I'll count an inhale of five. We'll hold for eight. If you want to reduce that or adjust that on your own, feel free. And then we'll just exhale nice and slow. So we'll take an inhale, two, three, four, five. We'll retain at the top, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and you can just let that go. When you are ready, we'll just start again, taking an inhale, two, three, four, five, we'll hold, two, three, four, Five, six, seven, eight, exhaling to let go. All right, and we'll do one more round, everyone inhaling. Two, three, four, five, let's retain. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and exhale. All right, and when you're ready, eyes can open. Maybe you can come back into the space in your own time. Thanks, James. Thank yeah. You. I'm not going to lie. I either didn't hear you say flip the eyes closed or I decided to just not. Mm -hmm. And I was focused on this tree that's right outside this window. Mm -hmm. And I forgot how much I love meditating with the tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of everybody kind of like think about that. If you have a tree that you like, go, go talk to that tree. Yeah. Or actually more so go listen to it. That part. They'll listen to it. They'll, I mean, they're always listening to us. <laughs> so go listen to it. Yeah, and the breath there was really 
Well, it was nice because it was reflective of the bit of the flutter of the leaves at different times. And yeah, feeling really um, synchronistic these days. We love it. We're here for it. That's always great. Yeah. All right. So let's get into movement mode. I'm going to get this little cushion that I have on the ground so I can get nice and aligned. Okay. I think we need a little bit of twist love today. Yeah. So let's just, um, find our neutral spine. We're not flexing forward, not expanding the ribs. We're not contracting the ribs or the crouch. We're just in a neutral spine. And that's achieved by having both of, we can feel the tops of our femurs nice and aligned underneath our hips. And just filling that bosom of the of your entire cavity with air as you can and kind of using that as like a bottom part of the tripod. That's filling this up. And so now we can use the top, this tiny part of the tripod and safely and securely do some twists, right? So now that I'm real settled down here, I'm gonna put both of my hands on my knees. I'm seated right now in a chair. If you can't do this, um, just try to ground those feet and uh, anchor onto something in front of you if you can. That could be a knee, maybe a wall. And I'm going to take a nice inhale. <clears throat> and as I inhale, I'm going to move my left arm back to my hip. And I'm going to just ever so slightly switch or turn my head to the left with that. And then I'm going to replace that back on my knee. And then I'm going to repeat to the other side. So I'm inhaling and doing a little bit of a twist. And then I'm returning to hands on my knees. I'm going to take another inhale, turn to my left. And hands on my knees on the exhale. And then inhale, hands on my right. And head to my right. And I return that. Now we just did the happy, easy way your body wants to twist. I'm gonna take my right hand, place it on my left knee, get all of the air out of my entire cavity, my lower part, my ribs. And I'm gonna inhale, let that spine lengthen, and then I'm just going to take a tiny baby twist to the left with my right hand on my left knee. Now this will feel a little bit more intense. Through an inhale and an exhale. Now repeat to the other side. We're going to put that left hand on the right knee and then inhale into a slight twist to the right. I'm just repeating that with the breath cycle. So I'm inhaling and I'm twisting up to the left. Just a little bit. We're going very gentle. I'm exhaling and I'm repeating to the right. Inhale and exhale on the way out. Inhale. I'm trying to keep my spine as neutral as possible. To the other side, grab the other opposite knee. I'm not flexing too much. I'm just trying to keep that nice base of my hips so I can have a little bit more mobility. Inhaling 
and exhaling on the twist on the ex on the untwist and then grabbing the other side and exhaling and returning to both hands on your knees if you can or just on your lap wherever you feel feels good so we just did a tiny twist a tiny to medium sized twist now we're going to go for the papa bear so Returning to neutral, keeping that spine nice and soft. We're just going to breathe up into our spine and lift in the center. And then if you have anything on your left side, other than your knee, table, a wall, the arm of a chair, this is where we're going to place our left hand. And then we're going to use our breath to twist a bit into that. I'm going very gentle. For a few breaths, I'm holding for just a few. Meeting back in the middle again, lifting all the way up with our breath, letting the spine grow, and then turning to the opposite side, left or right, it doesn't matter. Just the opposite one of what you did, and pushing a bit deeper into that twist. Where it feels good, where it feels safe, where it feels like a release, that's what we want. Meeting again in the middle. We're going to repeat this both sides again. We're going to lift up with an inhale. And we're going to exhale to the left. I'm using the arms of this chair right now, which are really doing good things for me. If you're comfortable cracking your back and you feel one, go for it. Don't push it if you're not a person who cracks their back. And exhaling and returning to the center and to the last side. We're going to inhale up, lifting through the spine, and then slowly and easily turning to the right and taking a bit of a deeper twist. Now, I think if everything is going to happen as it should right now, and I warmed up my spine correctly, Oh, that was nice. That was a little ASMR back crack for you. But this is essentially exhaling and then returning to neutral. You can repeat that as much as you want. You don't have to keep doing it with me, but this is how I get my body ready to crack something. I think a lot of people jump into and are just like, crack, crack, crack. And <laughs> walk around all day like, wait, why do I just feel like I got a $2 chiropractic adjustment? Because you did. You did it to yourself. And now you're out of alignment. So, I mean, and I've been guilty of it. And I've been, you know, I've had to like school myself and be like, you did that without warming up at all. So don't crack your bones without warming up the muscles around it. That's the end of my TED talk. I think you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Lord. How you doing, James? I'm okay. I feel like I'm crawling out of the um, the black hole of energy and motivation. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. We were in a black hole. I'm sad to hear that. That's not good. Yeah, it happens. It feels like I've had this thing where I, where motivation like lasts for like two weeks, and then I hit a wall, and then I kind of <laughs> like 
<laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. That's what it feels like right now. And then I feel like yesterday was the depths of the wall and I'm like, I'm like, I'm crawling back up. Okay. Out You're of things. The only artist I've talked to that has had a similar last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I think we're all feeling strange about this return to Broadway and mm -hmm. theater. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to implant ideas into what you just said, but as far as I know, I feel so far and disconnected from anything that may possibly return in the end of this year that yeah. the chitter chatter about it just makes me want to go into a hole sometimes. Yeah. Cause I'm like, good. Maybe a thousand people out of 50 to a hundred thousand get there. To what about us? You know, what about us? Yeah. And I think, yeah, if you don't feel cared for and connected to the people who are supposed to be like the, of your industry, especially with, you know, the criticisms I'm seeing so much are, are we ready for this? Have we changed this industry in the way that we need for it to be safe for us to all come back? Mm -hmm. And it hasn't. But the bills need to be paid. Yeah. But the children need to see Frozen. <sighs> Anywho. Yeah. The source of my black hole. I think I've also been forced to not be in a black hole because I've been moving. So I've had to like yes. do life productivity things, which I'm hoping just like carry over and get me out of this like hump funk into like as a distraction. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that, but anyways, how's um how's Chattanooga these days? It's fine. I think we're entering, um, I guess, maybe some of the final stages of my time here in this city. Mm. So I'm, I'm hoping to make a change in the next month. We talked about this a little bit a few weeks back. Yeah. Are there any updates, excitement, things to, pr things to pray for? You know, like. Always looking for an excuse to talk to ancestors. That's not just like I'm sad. <laughs> just, just a, a a a healthy, productive living situation, whatever that looks like. Cool. I have my ideas of what that's going to look like, and I am open to them being somewhat different. But um, <laughs> whatever that's going to look like would be wonderful. Okay, we still thinking Atlanta. Yeah. Ooh, okay, I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's, okay. All right. Yep, after this, after this, I've got a couple job interviews for people that I'm like, I just got to think about it, talk about it. Manifest it, manifest it, manifest Absolutely. Let's create it. Well, I'm, I'm, 
I'm happy to hear that you're working on this transition. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I will miss that cute little basement. <laughs> we'll have another setup. I, I can't promise it'll be as cute as this, you know, basement that I have made a home. Um, but we'll we'll have another setup. Don't worry. You know what? something. I've come to you live from people's closets. I've come to you live from like beds of cat hair. I've come to you live from everywhere. So <laughs> what are we? I don't know. I'm, I'm actually trying to figure out how I'm going to set up this room because this is going to be my work room. Yes. And it's very small, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those ones with like a little junior wall. Uh -huh. so endless possibilities. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Very cool. Yeah. Well, if you're new to the overflow, this is the time where we both bring up like a pod, uh, po um, and a, uh, sorry, a social media post <laughs> that we are going to discuss. Yes. Um, I don't have any preference. I'll go first. I'll go second. Whatever works. Cool. Um, I'll go first today. Go for it. Yay. So this post was shared by 114 Stone Harmony. I think this is called the Stone Harmony Spiritual Center. Um, but the post says, until you get very clear on what you want, you will get something that sort of kind of almost, but not quite, meets it. Keep refining with each experience. It is creating clarity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that one kind of spoke to me because I think that's what, I don't know, I think basically since late March of 2020, this has been what the process has been for me. Just kind of holding, okay, what's this that I think I want? Kind of holding it to the fire and like giving it some time, giving it some energy and being like, okay, I think I like this. Let's throw this into the arsenal. And okay, let's, what about this other thing? Let's kind of hold it to the fire. Let's see if it kind of, there's something there. Um, and, you know, and if so, we put it into the arsenal and like, okay, this is something that either I'm going to continue to work on going forward, or it's something that, you know, goes into maybe like hobby land. And it's like, this is nice to do when I have time, <laughs> you know, not everything has to be a new career path. Uh, but it's been interesting to kind of do that and um, get clarity and, um, and it's even doing that with like ideas and like the idea of like, oh, I have to be in LA for any sort of film or TV thing that's worthwhile to happen in my life. Um, and like holding the idea to, to the fire of like, is that really true anymore? Um, why am I obsessed with LA? Do I like it because of, you know, only for the career possibilities or is it because I, you know, watched the OC obsessively when I was 17? I don't know. Let's really actually investigate that and see if it's just like some fantasy that I've created in my head or is it like actual 
concrete career things that can only happen in this place. Like with New York, like with Broadway, I want Broadway for so long. Like that can only happen, you know, one place. So it's like, you kind of have to be there. But like, I feel like there's, especially, I part of me feels like I could get on the ground floor of something really cool in Atlanta or closer to somewhere near the ground floor. And that is exciting for me a little bit. So that's where my head is right now with that. Huh. Well, I just learned a lot about James. <laughs> I did not know that James is obsessed with watching the OC. <sighs> oh, goodness. We all have time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all had a time. Yeah. I have, yeah, for all of our millions of listeners, don't steal my pitch, but <laughs> I have an idea for uh, a pitch for a show for the OC, but make it native. Cause that's where my, that's my, that's where my tribe's from. So yes, we have the, the families that are like, we think the OC is going to be about, but then mm -hmm. it, we like shift at the end of the pilot and it's like the OC, you know what I mean? <laughs> My grandma's just like pounding out fucking tamales and like. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Okay, this, 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 all, you know, all funny things aside, this is such an important lesson to learn repeatedly. And it's really only through, what did you say? The fire, holding it F to the fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm that you really understand what our actual wants, what, what our wants are and what our real dreams are is by saying, I'm gonna try this dream for a second. Eh, maybe that, that's not it. Okay, what about this one? Eh, it's not it, but it got me thinking that I definitely wanna incorporate this into the next time I do it. And we don't know unless we try. Mm -hmm. I love the word refine. I love the word refine because not only does it mean like it has the like practical aspect of it in terms of like taking some, getting rid of others to create what is needed for this specific object, this machine, this product, this, you know, whatever we're refining mm -hmm. it also has at the end of it, when something has been refined or can be described as refined, a person to be described as refined is, has eliminate, has through trial and through test, eliminated the unnecessary and, you know, they appear to be put together. They appear to be in alignment. They appear to be, I mean, and a lot of the time they are as well, so. Yeah, I like that because it doesn't really have to do with it, like spirituality in the way that it's like, it's more like um, science in that it's like testing a theory and then, okay, well this, this part of this didn't work out. So I'm gonna nix that. And then here we are, you know? Exactly. Sharon L. Thompson says, yes, James, you gotta get happy, but what, like what makes you happy? Most of us just don't know. Woo! This yeah. is true. Yeah, most of us just don't know. I'm learning still too. 
I think this year I've learned a lot this past year. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of thought I wanted to be a bit more mobile in my life and work. And then after a year and some pretty much being forced to do that, I'm like, that's, that's not it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had my first Zoom on Monday, my first video conference or anything where I wasn't saying, hey, it's just gonna be like an hour. I'm gonna go in this room and like, just like, don't worry about it. Like just, if you can be quiet, but like no pressure, but like, if you can, like maybe not play music or I'm so sorry, or can we turn off the security cameras outside because the Wi-Fi connection's really bad. Like it was just me in my house doing the work that I've been doing all year. And I was like, oh, I'm now clear on what I want. Yeah. It's just a little room. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just a little old room. But I had to refine all year. I, wanted, I needed to create clarity. And you never know until you try, though. So don't be afraid to try, everybody. Yeah. Don't just think about maybe what we want. Try things. There's anything this last year taught me it's that we don't know until we try maybe not like dangerous things but like as far as artists you know mm -hmm. having to come up with and try different ways of making money creative streams of income and creative streams of creative streams you know Period. like what yeah. right now you don't know until you try. So the worst that can happen is you just strike something out that maybe didn't suit you or fit you or I don't know. But on yeah. that note, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do feel this could maybe segue into my, my, my tweet, my tweet thread. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and get it on up. Oh, I stopped. I went away. <laughs> <laughs> I hit stop instead of share. That's not how that goes. Bye. <laughs> All right, we'll get to it. There it is. Share. Here we are. All right. This is from someone that is has a handle named Kona Morgloria. Um, Kona Moore, Gloria. Yes, okay. with love. <laughs> Kona, Kona Amor, Gloria. Yes. Love Gloria. There we go. It's standing. Mm -hmm. There we go. Kona yes. Moore, Gloria. <laughs> Conglomerate is what I really read when I first read that. Wow. Kona <laughs> Moore, Gloria. Their name is Gloria. Um, the tweet reads, I don't like discipline. I lack community. I spent so much time criticizing myself for not getting XYZ done, for lacking consistency, all while ignoring the fact that so many of the things I do alone are supposed to be done in community. Next tweet. Capitalism takes community away from you and then tries to convince you that because as an individual, you can't complete communal tasks, there's something wrong with you. 
There's no amount of self-care that can replace our need for community care. Next tweet. I will not criticize myself for struggling to cook and clean when these are tasks to be shared with others. I will not criticize myself for being inconsistent with spiritual practices when I'm supposed to be journeying with elders and other community members. And then there are some some okay. comments down there, but okay. I I don't know exactly which which one right now. I'll bring up the tweet on this on my end. Um, but yeah, this this thread from somebody who has struggled with um, different aspects of mental health, not really um, like not not being a huge. Okay, listen, not being a huge deal at certain times and then like having huge glaring moments of like, what is wrong with me? This really hit me because there are certain times where I'm keeping it all together and I don't even realize it. And then I get alone and I can't make myself food. I can't, yeah. you know, unpack that one suitcase that I know is like all my dance clothes because it makes me sad, you know, like all of these things that we probably need other people in our life to experience with, especially cooking. You know, I am a survivor of an eating disorder and I'm still battling it. I'm a survivor, but I'm also not completely removed from what that does to your mind. and. Mm -hmm. And I find, I found that after this year that I don't care about cooking for myself. I don't care about eating unless there's other people around. And I don't know why that is. I think there's some old stuff way back that was like, you know, eating in private was what would get me into a bad place. So we try to avoid that, but then by avoiding that and we're being alone during the day, then we're not, we're not eating at all until it's nighttime. It's like, and this isn't something that I deal with every single day of my life, but you know, I realized that as far as, you know, humanity goes, these things are ritualistic and are meant to be done with family and within a space in a community, chosen family, whatever. I just say family at this point, but I think that second tweet, capitalism takes community away from you and then tries to convince you that because as an individual, you can't complete communal tasks. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. I, you know, I, how many times have I read those? instant pot meals that'll last you all week. And then I make them and then they sit in the fridge and I'm like, well, I don't want to eat stew all week. I don't want to eat stew alone all week. Like why, why are these things removed from us? And then we all, and then we feel the pain of them being, you know, lacking from our lives without mm -hmm. it knowing that it was missing all along, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know, what does this make you think of? Uh, I think, 
I mean, it definitely speaks to kind of what I opened the, um, the show with today, that whole thing about consistency and like, uh, like thinking about all the things that like I'm not getting done and it gets overwhelming. And then I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And like even taking the smallest little micro step feels like just this Herculean effort. <laughs> and yeah, and I, and I, and and if and we have someone there to take the step with us in yeah. certain areas, it might be easier. Yeah. And I and I think about that and it's like, yes, I am at home with family, but like I I will I can I can honestly say that I did like create a community in New York. And it's like it feels like it was taken from me prematurely and kind of without without um not on my terms mm-hmm. uh and just i think the combination of all that like this speaks to me yeah giving ourselves space to mourn the things that have been removed from us as well without mm-hmm. really even knowing that knowing how much their presence in the first place affected our overall overall well-being and without realizing until it's too late and they're gone or you know how much we would want it if it were a possibility it was never there you know i think about especially in regards to my spiritual practice with um Kind of going back to your post, James. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting, we're always complimenting each other. I have this idea in my mind uh, right before the pandemic, actually, Feb- end of February, that I was going, it's 2020, that I was going to return to California to be able to connect with elders of my tribe and just study and be part of my community there and that it really only could happen if I was on the land. And while there is a there is a very real and important connection to the land as indigenous peoples, unfortunately, most of our land is stolen. So what I learned is that there wasn't a lot of spaces for community. It was me driving 45 minutes to this auntie's house, another hour and a half getting stuck in traffic to then sit and have an hour to then go where I'm where I get to couch crash that night because nobody has homes and spaces and 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 it doesn't have to all happen. I had to release that expectation that all needed to happen there because a lot of it ended up what was happening is my reconnection to my community happened over the phone and through Zoom and stuff like this. So you know, it's not exactly what I wanted, but it's what I got and it, it still works, but I am yearning for that. I'm yearning to sing. I'm yearning to, you know, find, I want, really want to learn how to weave. Like I, I've been offered it so many times this year and it's like, when things happen, when things get back, when things happen, it's like, <sighs> we have to kind of release 
and accept that like these things are taken from us from outside arenas and perspectives and we just have to do our best to keep ourselves together and keep our connection to our communities and our in our which is the, and therefore ourself again yeah. you know I have to do our best because it's really not our fault that a lot of these things are have been snatched from us. Um, some of the interesting quotes that I, or the other tweets below, which kind of leads me to this now, I don't know exactly which one it is, but there's a few, just if you scroll down that are, um, somebody's from like, oh, outside of the US, that one's good. Yeah, right there. This is especially noticeable if you're of immigrant descent outside of the US. Many have a village mentality in their communities. The US is super individualistic. I you feel like it's a rat race to see who can be at the best cash cow for capitalism, which that's a that's a hot take. But yeah. But for real, we have been our the things that as humans evolving over centuries and thousands of years. The thing that has kept us safe has been staying in communities. And I just think that's, you know, it's a little anti-American if you think about it, <laughs> about communities. Um, I'm listening to an excellent podcast series called, the, um, called You Must Remember This. And they're doing, they're talking all about the blacklist, which was the hunt for communists in, capital, in uh, Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it touches on this a lot. We have a great quote, a great quote, a great comment from Sherry. They pop up right next to the tweet. So I'm like, it's another post. <laughs> Sherry says, love this tweet. I mean, some people seem like they make it alone, but have you noticed how when you see stories of successful people, the story is really about the older people around them and how invested they are in that person's dream and successes. Sometimes they go left, of course, but it's fairly consistent. In the breakdown of communities of color, you can see that we buy into the concept of individualism and doing it by yourself, which I find very unhealthy because I feel so drawn to, oh goodness, we've got more. I love this. This is already. <laughs> I find very unhealthy because I'm so drawn to, is there I think it's. Uh, I think it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> We're live, people. We're live. We are. But yeah, I do understand like that. Yeah. With the, I think like the perspective with communities of color is that a lot of times it's, I feel like that breakdown happens because a lot of times once our elders don't always have those resources mm -hmm. to pass down, even if it's time, because, you know, I don't know, like elders are working. Elders are still working. Yeah. And a lot of times because they have to. Yep. You know? This so it's Yeah, it's not a it's not something that could even be It's like we, again, I'm, I feel like I say this every week in a different way, but like we are the guinea pigs of learning so many of the lessons of what true American individualism and, you know, American dream 
capitalism has done to our communities. Mm -hmm. We really, because, yeah, I mean, as Sherry said, most of the time when you hear successful people interviewed about their successes, it's, well, my dad always believed in me and my dad was really, really, really uh, into this. And then, you know, my dad had a random friend that he, 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 with his contracting company, built a pool for this famous person. And then they got me a meeting with, and then it's like, okay. That was one person looking out for their one person. What if mm-hmm. that whole person looks out for their all people? How much more could we lift everybody up if we weren't so focused on the individual? Yeah. But it's also, you know, it's a defense mechanism. It's in a means of survival as well. Can't change the world. Focus on what you can change. Your own family. You're one person. Your, you know. Your sphere of influence. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that last tweet was Mango Divine at Divine Mango. Yes. It was the um, high key feel like it's a rat race, which love, love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> love that movie, not the concept of uh, a rat race. Yep. It does feel like that's what we're all trapped in a bit. Um, yes, yes, yes. There's one thing I'm really checking with me in 20 years and see if I still say this, but right now, one of the things I'm proud of that I have released of myself this year is the notion that just how much money I need to survive, how much money I need, how much money I need to, to thrive is a lot more, is a lot less than what I thought years ago at this time. And while we still need a lot, I'm, I don't know, more okay with inconsistent pay, saving the money I have using it sparingly. And I don't know, like I used to just want that $1,800 a week on Broadway so bad. Of course, yeah. And now I'm like, I don't know if I want to go make that $1,800 a week to make somebody $100,000 a night in ticket sales. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want that. Am I using what I was put on this earth as efficiently and effectively as possible, giving eight shows a week to a cause like that? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that completely. Yeah. I just, uh, it just brings up for me, I had all these plans in my head of like what I was going to do with that, you know, that, that weekly (laughs) Broadway minimum, you know? And like, that's kind of what my life centered around. Just like everything that was going to happen once I got that or somewhere close to that. And there was, I don't want to say there was kind of no, nothing in between, but there was no now. There was always just just what was going to happen when we got to that number. Uh, we have the second part of that comment just come in. Ooh. 
Okay. So she said, the last thing she said, if I remember it was, and I don't, I don't agree with that or I don't identify with that because in the in the breakdown of communities of color, you can see that we bind the concept of individualism. Here we go. And doing it by yourself, which I find very unhealthy because I feel so drawn to my family and getting help from my own tribe. But they are also so deeply entrenched in the individualist system, the creators of which totally believe in the opposite and nepotism reigns supreme. Oh, oh, that part. Okay. Oh. We're, doing, we're doing that today, Sherry. Okay, <laughs> Sherry. Whoa. Oh. With a capital S. Oh. <laughs> oh, with a silent white. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. But still, the creators of which totally believe in the opposite. Mm -hmm. The individualist system that they replaced our communities with. The creators of that individualist system believe in the opposite and believe in taking care of their own and only extending opportunity to their own. Reigning supreme over everything. That's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> why y'all y'all are hilarious, by the way. <laughs> well, this is why I this is why I admire and I so desperately want to at some point. And now that I'm in one place, we'll put some time and effort into this, but um mutual aid and these type of um funds and communities that have been built around giving to one another rather than profiting off of one another is very inspiring to me. And I'd, I'd love to find a, um, a community on the West side down here where I now live that, yeah, that would, that would, you know, there's, it's one thing that's different about Midtown Manhattan. It's that most of the disposals have been, a lot of them have been given places and things to places to go and stuff like that. But there's, you can just, there's just still so many people who are unhoused and, and um, yeah, if we can't take care of the bottom, I will say the bottom economically and individualistically in that way that, you know, America reigns and champions the bottom of that, I guess we can't help out them. Why do we need to help out ourselves? Cause we're fine. I have a, I have a protein shake. I have a laptop. Yeah. Ooh, so stay tuned. Let's see. I wonder if there's a cool group of theater people doing something around here. Mm -hmm. Which reminds me of a way less serious tweet that said, didn't have any money for this man. So I said, I have an ass and it's just a video of her twerking <laughs> in front of him. He was like, so happy, and I was like, "All right, just give, baby, just give the shot." <laughs> Probably made it today. Just <laughs> happy to be on it. Exactly. Oh lord! Uh, I don't think I'll be twerking for any um, unhoused people anytime soon <laughs> here, but I love that tactic from somebody else. <laughs> wow. Well. Oh lord. Laughing and segueing into the end, we have something. Mm talk about yes we do is the amazing amazing campaign that Ryko theatricals is doing and has been doing for the last few months it is called hashtag bway world record 
and we are trying to save the theater industry and break a Guinness World Record. And this is the theater industry of everybody, not just the people who might have jobs come September. We need to collect 5,000 clips of From Now On from The Greatest Showman to break the record and save Broadway. Um, we have all of the instrumentals online. We have sheet music. You can do it on TikTok, Instagram. We're gonna play a little ditty right now so you can check it out. Uh, Ryko.org slash Bway World Record is the website to go check all that out and upload your video. But now, for now, watch this. I drink champagne with kings and queens. The politicians praise my name. But those were someone else's dreams. The pitfalls of what I became. For years and years, I chased their tears. A crazy speed of always needing more. But then I stopped and see you here I remember who all this was Yay. <laughs> Yay. We love that video. We love those harms at the end. Again, Ryko.org slash Bway World Record. All the info's there. Uh, James, you gonna ground us out and around? Yeah. Okie dokie. All right, everyone. Yeah, so if you want, eyes can close. Just or you can find a soft focus on an object if you want, possibly a tree. <sighs> We're just coming back into yourself, allowing the mind, allowing the body, allowing the breath to just kind of sync up and meet up in the center here. And Send some gratitude to yourself for being present throughout your experience and for allowing yourself to kind of work through all of your processes right now in your time using the resources that you have available right now. We'll take a nice deep inhale here. Exhale, letting go. And just one more deeply inhaling. Exhaling to let go. Great. Feel free to let your eyes open and just return. Mm. Thank you, James. 
Thank you, Jen. I'm always in such a good mood when this <laughs> when this is over. And yeah. I want, even though we ran a little bit late today, mm -hmm. um, I want to talk about what we're doing next week, which I'm really excited for. Yes. Um, yes. If you're a fan of this podcast, you know one of our fans is our co um, Ryko Theatricals host, Sherry Nell Thompson. Um, we are going to be on Sherry's show on May 18th, Behind the Table. It's at Tuesdays at 6 p.m. I'm really, really, it's Eastern. Um, that's the live stream <laughs> as well. Uh, it's, it's, it's also on all of the same things you can uh, get, you know, where you can see and listen to our podcast. But mm -hmm. we're finally going to be talking with Sherry and I'm so excited. So yeah, please, if you like our show, um, give hers a check out and yeah, we'll be on it next week. So stay tuned y'all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Everybody take care and James, see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the overflow. A weekly podcast from the Ryko live streaming series produced by Ryko Theatricals. Everything you heard was recorded live on our social media at Ryko Theatricals. You can support this podcast by sharing us on social media, writing a great review, or donating at www.ryko.org/support. Thanks for listening.